Hello, and welcome to the Sisters in the Spirit podcast. My prayer is that this podcast would be a ray of hope for your week. My name is Sarah St. Clair, and I'm delighted that you have joined me here. We are going to connect around the life-giving truths we find in God's Word and have honest conversation about the challenges we face day to day. I want to encourage you from my own life experiences and also chat with women like yourself who have walked through seasons of suffering and yet remained strong in their faith. Sister, you are not alone. You are precious to the Heavenly Father. Let's grow together as we seek to know Christ and worship Him in every area of our life. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Sisters in the Spirit. This is episode 10, and I'm so happy that you are here spending this time with me. My name is Sarah St. Clair, and I'm the host of this podcast that just desiring to bring hope and encouragement for your week. This past week was spring break for our family, and it was a change of pace. I wouldn't say it was a break, though. Um, Our little willow started the week off with a fever, and she was battling some virus um, all the way through Wednesday morning. And then Wednesday was a recoup day. Um, She was still pretty wiped out and weak from whatever had gotten a hold of her. So the first part of my week, although I wasn't teaching at the dance studio, I was taking care of a sick little one and, um, She, of course, like all children, want to sleep right um, up against mom for comfort. And she was so hot. (laughs) So it was um, not a whole lot of sleeping going on, um, as you can imagine. But um, we were able to still make some fun memories and kind of just switch things up a little bit around the house and get some areas cleaned up that don't always get attention when we're running all six girls to the dance studio and me to the dance studio to teach. So um, that felt nice and ate a home-cooked meal tonight, which is always a blessing Um, So how are you? How have you been? Um, It's been a little quiet over on the Sisters in the Spirit Facebook page, so I'm assuming that everyone has had a pretty busy week. Um, I love to celebrate birthdays for people, though, and um, my friend Sarah Ernest Um, had a birthday and she is one of the members over on the Sisters in the Spirit Facebook group. So shout out to her. And if you go and join um, that group, you can be part of fun conversation. Also share prayer requests and um, helps me put a face to who's listening on the other side of this microphone. And then I can wish you a happy birthday on here as well. So hop on over, tell me your birthday, tell us all a little bit about yourself, and we would love to get to know you a little bit more over there. So I hope that you have um, had a good weekend and that you were able to get out to church or at least catch a encouraging sermon, spend time, um, just a little extended time in the presence of the Lord and um, just listening in to what he is wanting to say to you and work in your life. And I hope that this 
episode of the podcast will also um, just touch your heart and give you a little bit more um, courage, a little bit more faith, um, and just to stir you in your walk with the Lord to lean in um, a little closer, to press in a little more um, intentionally um, in the week ahead. So um, let's see, I needed to give a little bit of background before I jump in um, to share another um, just, I guess, the extended journey of faith and surrender that God has had me on. Um, and I titled this one, When the Answer is Unexpected. So I think um, we've had a couple of interviews since the last time I shared personally. So I was trying to remember exactly um, where where the story had left off. Um, so I think that the last time um, we talked about our family's uh, situation and just the job transition that my husband's in been in um, since October and um, just how that's brought so much change um, in so many ways to our family schedule dynamic and um, just our hearts uh, not really having as much of a place to land. Um, but Little by little, God's been opening doors and we've been trying to be faithful to walk through them. And um, I've been trying to be faithful in letting go of um, where my heart had been invested um, at a local theater space and um, to be willing to move forward into what God has for us in the future. Um, so when I was, you know, praying and working through all of that, um, there were a couple of specific places that I thought God was really pointing, you know, us in the direction of, um, my husband does work, um, at a new fine art school called World Upside Down. And we love it over there, um, but it hasn't turned into full-time yet. It's um, a brand new studio, and so it's growing um, steadily, but slowly. And so um, we've just, you know, needed to be content with him working there a couple of hours a week. And, um, I have started teaching a worship dance class there and every week we've been adding one or two students. Um, and that has been a wonderful outlet for me. I just love, um, teaching the art of dance as a means to express worship and love to the Lord. And so that's also been, um, a neat, opportunity that had opened up to us. Um, and then the church, my husband's been able to, um, help with their Easter production. He actually wrote a beautiful short, um, play that also has some, uh, music numbers in it. And, um, he wrote and directed it. And that is performing this coming weekend at our church, Beach Springs, in Pelzer, South Carolina. And it's called Red Letters. So if you're local and are able to go, it is um, going to be showing on Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday at both the 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. services. So... Um, you can look up more information on the Beach Springs Church website. 
Um, so we would love to have you come and enjoy that, but, um, really thankful that he's had that opportunity there. Um, and then the other place that he's been working as many hours as he can get is Olive Garden. And, um, I would say, I mean, it's my least favorite of his jobs because, um, it's just so physically taxing and, um, he's on his feet so much. Any of you that have worked in the food industry totally understand or have jobs where you're just on the feet all, all day long serving, um, it's just a lot of physical wear and tear. Um, but he has been so faithful to just pick up any shifts that he can. And on the weekends, a lot of times he ends up working a double shift, um, which is extra, extra hard, but, um, profitable, um, to help cover bills and, and all of that. So, but I was really hoping that that would be like a really temporary job and, that another door with his um, theater abilities and directing abilities and all that kind of stuff that something there would open up full time. Well, um, it was a couple weeks ago now that Tim came to me and just said, um, Sarah, the management at Olive Garden has approached me for the second time now. Um, to see if I would be interested in shifting um, to a uh, management position and start working towards um, becoming like full-time management. And he just felt a piece about saying yes. And, um, you know, so... That means within, I don't know how long it will take him to be officially hired as a manager and um, be like locked into a salary and benefits, but that's the direction it's heading now. And I just was like, well, I feel like most people would be excited about that and be glad for like a steady paycheck and security in that, um, more than what we've had and having benefits, um, through work would be awesome. Um, but, uh, sisters, <laughs> friends, I struggled so much. Um, for a couple of days, I was super emotional and just sad. Um, I really had a hard time understanding why food service, um, why a restaurant and was God putting my husband back on a shelf, um, to be forgotten about, or I don't know, you know, the negative spirals that our, our brains can do. And, um, so it was time for me to wrestle again, y'all, <laughs> with the Lord and just pray through this um, unexpected answer and to ask him my questions. Um, and I think um, just can I trust God with the direction he's taking us and that his answer is totally different than what I had wanted. And what in the world was God wanting me to get through all of this? So I guess the biggest question that I was asking is, can I still trust him when the answer was not what I had prayed for. And, um, it just seemed like such a shift from what I was thinking God was going to do. 
And um, so, as you know, God is so faithful to bring um, bring truth, bring answers um, through lots of different means when your heart is extra struggling and maybe a little stubborn <laughs> about um, changing, about surrendering, um, yielding to his plan. So I just want to share a couple ways that God um, helped bring bring more peace um, and help me just to open my hands again and say, okay, God, I can trust you. Um, I think, let's see, the first place that I want to um, share from is uh, Psalm 37. One of my favorite Psalms, and I've read it many, many times. Um, but there were certain verses that just really struck me as I was wrestling through this process. Verse 3 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn, and the, in, the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Be still in the presence of the Lord, and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about people who prosper or fret because of the, their wicked schemes. And um, that was through verse 7. Um, and then over in uh, verse 16, it says, It is better to be godly and have little than to be evil and be rich. And then it says in verse 17, at, um, the last little part says, but the Lord takes care of the godly. And then verse 19, they will not be disgraced in hard times. Even in famine, they will have more than enough. Oh, and that just really jumped out to me, that part right there, um, that the godly will not be disgraced in hard times. He's not going to let us down. And that we will have more than enough. And then verse 23 and 24, it says, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. Oh, what a beautiful picture, my friends, that even though my heart stumbles and I fall in my faith, I am weak, my knees crumble um, at some of the circumstances or direction that life is taking us. And yet it says that the Lord holds me by his hand. And he does that for you as well. Um, I just love that picture so much of God just reaching out his hand. Like he did when Peter was trying to have so much faith and walk on the water. And then he got his eyes off of Jesus and just started sinking. And um, Jesus reached out his hand and... Um, just helped him up and he didn't judge him, but he challenged him, oh, ye of little faith. And, um, and I just feel like, you know, that's kind of what Jesus is doing. <laughs> you, are you going to trust me? Are you going to grab my hand and trust me? So that was um, just 
some of some of the scripture that God used to really challenge my heart. Um, and then I was reading in Nehemiah recently, um, felt led to start studying that book. And um, Nehemiah was used to rebuild the wall um, in Jerusalem when the third wave of exiles came back um, to from being in exile and he brought them back and then realized that the wall was still in complete disarray and um, he took it on himself to be the answer to that problem and help motivate people to rebuild that wall. So I feel like there's a lot that I want to learn um, from Nehemiah and um, that story. So I was just starting to read it and uh, study a little bit about it. But right at the beginning uh, chapter, Nehemiah starts with praying um, God just really touches his heart, and um, when he hears the news, his first response is to pray, which I think is in and of itself um, an example to us um, about what our response should be when um, faced with challenges or difficulties or um, difficult news. Um, so he starts off his prayer saying, uh, let's see, it's in verse five. Then I said, O Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of unfailing love with those who love him and obey his commandments. Listen to my prayer. Look down and see me praying. And, um, so some of the th things that I just drew from there was that he started his prayer by exalting God and lifting up God into his rightful place. Oh, Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant. So he was declaring who God is and what God has done and, um, as soon as we open our mouth and start declaring the greatness of our God and reminding our heart how big God is, how awesome God is, and then um, it says, who keeps his covenant of unfailing love with those who love him. So he's just declaring it, that God is unfailing love. Um and I was just like, ah, that's what I need to remember right now as our life path doesn't make sense to me. I can't see why God moved our family from Michigan down here to South Carolina because we had a heart and passion for theater and creating an environment of encouragement and unity and safety for kids and adults alike to use their theater gifts of all kinds, both on stage and behind the scenes, and just to create this amazing community. And we've had, you know, chances at different places around here. And, um, and now, you know, we just, we don't have something quite like that. Um, world upside down might get to be that full time at some point, but we don't know. And so we have to keep trusting, um, God's timing. So anyway, all of that to say, um, we have to remind ourselves um, of his unfailing love and the character of God. So we work, um, we praise and exalt him. And then um, we recall the past works that he's done. 
um, so many times the Psalms remind us to not forget his mercies, not forget um, his acts of faithfulness in the past. And can you pinpoint places in your life where you've seen God show up? I know I can if I take even just two minutes to bring those memories back to mind. I can remind myself, you know, times in my marriage when I felt like things were falling apart, God showed up. God got us through. God met us there. Times where, you know, we had difficulty with our kids and needing direction on how to parent them or how to lead them in the way of righteousness. And God showed up and, you know, met them and um, helped us know how to help them find their way with the Lord. And um, when there hasn't been a whole lot of money in the bank, have we ever gone hungry? No, we haven't. And has he always provided... um, places for us to use our gifts and abilities. Yes, he has. And so these are the things that I just have um, needed to recall and declare and remember back to myself. Um, And also, I think another way that we um, can Um, get our hearts back in a place of trust is reciting scripture. And, um, you know, like I went to Psalm 37 and just grabbed tight to a couple of those promises and just recite those scriptures to myself. Um, So, um, let's see. So, yeah, and then I think another... Thing that I was challenged, um, and this might have been from one of the sermons at church, but is just to listen to him in this time. Um, yeah, it was uh, Pastor David at our church was, I told him after a Wednesday night message that he preached, I said, why are you picking on me? <laughs> Because it was so much what I needed to hear personally, but um, the Lord just really used that message to help me wrestle through these things. And um, one of the things that he challenged us with was to not spend so much time praying, um, talking to God about our problems that we don't take time to quiet our hearts and listen to what God is saying and what God wants to talk to us about. Um, And so, you know, the first most important way for us to listen to God's voice is through reading his word. Um, And then sitting with the words of God, um, but also asking the spirit to speak to us personally and Sometimes you can, you know, feel him saying things and talking to your inner person. Um, And that sometimes takes um, time to really grow your spiritual listening ears. But um, it's such a, a gift from him when he does just in his still small voice just speak love and comfort and um, direction into your life at those times. Um, And then having mentors or godly friends that also can speak into your life and help you know, um, know God more, know what God's saying. Um, Maybe they see a different perspective than we do. And I know I've brought this whole scenario to some of my closest friends and just say, um, help me, help me see this from God's perspective, because in my perspective, it isn't making sense. Um, 
another scripture that God um, just brought me to um, was uh, we've been studying the book of John um, at church on Wednesday nights. And one of the verses in chapter one, verse 16 says, from his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. And I just thought, what a beautiful verse to, um, to remember and to memorize and say, um, and just to meditate on from his abundance. I mean, everything belongs to him and has been created by him and is held together by him. So abundance is from him. And as his children, we have no lack. We lack nothing. And we've all received gracious blessing upon blessing, um, one after another. So, um... Let's see, some other thoughts from that message where I felt a little picked on at church. <laughs> I knew the Holy Spirit was really um, shaking me um, in a very kind way. But, you know, as a parent, sometimes you just have to really sit down with your child and have a serious heart to heart. And that night at church, I really felt like God was just sitting me down and saying, listen. Um, and so let me just share a couple snippets from that, um, that I got, got that evening. Faith plus prayer equals change, change in our heart. Um, a lot of times, um, we might wait for some magical flash of lightning from heaven moment, you know, where it, it's all going to change. And yet miracles take time to happen. They don't always necessarily just happen in an instant. Um, but change um, little by little, it's a steady thing. As we follow Jesus, our hearts are going to change and become more like him. And it's a slow letting go and trust. And I guess that's the hardest part that I'm having to learn to embrace is um, at this stage of my life, just letting God's timetable um, be what guides me instead of my own timetable. I mean, <laughs> of course God isn't run by my timetable. Duh, Sarah. But somehow I thought that um, I kind of had it figured out. And, um, or at least you know, that by this part in my life, we'd have be at a certain point or whatever. And so just like Abraham, he probably thought he was settled in Ur forever. And yet God, at a crazy time in his life when he was all comfortable, you know, God just came and said, move. And you're going to go to a land that I'm going to show you, but I'm not going to show it all to you right now. And um, just, I guess, realizing like what a walk of faith really looks like. Um, and then another thing that um, was stated that night was that um, I can't perform my way out of this circumstance and that really hit home to me because um, I'm a people pleaser. And so sometimes I think that maybe if I pray a little harder or, 
you know, figure out how to keep my house cleaner, talk nicer to my kids, um, muster up a little more faith that I can get God to, to do what I was asking him to do. And um, it's not the right perspective at all. Um, I just need to surrender and sit and trust him instead of trying to hide behind my agenda or uh, orchestrate my agenda to happen um, or perform for God so that I can somehow manipulate him into doing what I want. And, um, you know, as I say that, it just sounds horrible. Um, but it's like the behind the scenes inner things that I think we all struggle with. Um, shoo, I didn't know that this would be so like, I just feel so, um, open right now, but that I, I just hope that that helps somebody else, um, who maybe is just wrestling with a circumstance or, um, maybe some thought patterns that have just been wrong. Um, so another thing that God used was, um, the if gathering with Jenny Allen, I, um, listened online to that conference and, um, loved the worship time and, um, so many powerful messages. Um, but the whole theme of if gathering was Psalm 23 and Psalm 23 has been a place where God has kind of had me sit a number of times through this whole faith journey, even before um, Tim's job change and everything, um, when I was just praying through what God had for us. Um, let me see. I was just going to read it from my... Bible here because um, it's just so good and it was my grandpa Jesse's favorite psalm so that's really special but it says the Lord is my shepherd I have all that I need he lets me rest in green meadows he leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest of valleys, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies you honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. So I just love that psalm. And um, one of the men who spoke, um, challenged us to recite that Psalm every day. And, um, I haven't gotten in the habit of doing it every day, but I have been reciting it more often than I had been. And, um, but so many beautiful truths in that. Um, one of the biggest ones that, um, just stuck out to me, um, that one of the people spoke about was surely your goodness and mercy will pursue me all the days of my life. And just realizing that no matter what we're going through, we have to believe the fact 
that his goodness and his mercy is there, that his goodness and mercy is covering us and um, to look for it in every situation. Um, and that will help us trust him even more. Um, so at uh, the If Gathering, the first night, of the conference when it was over, um, Christy Knuckles was one of the lead, um, worship leaders. And she said that she had written a song that she'd only sung like five or six times in a microphone and she was going to teach it. Um, and I think the name of it is evermore. Um, and I don't know if it is on, like if it's been produced yet or if it's still just something that she sings, um, when she's leading worship different places, but I just felt like it was such a gift to my heart and I'm just going to read you guys the words. Um, I'm not quite brave enough to try to sing it, um, for you tonight, but or at least I don't think I am. It says, if your presence is your plan for me and your will is where I'll always see that on every mountain high and every valley low, you are here with me. There's no outcome that is greater, no promise that is sweeter. Then the answer I keep waiting for is you are with me evermore. And I just thought that was so beautiful that the answer I'm really waiting for is found in Jesus, in his presence. He is the promise. He is the answer. The fact that he's with me. And then the bridge says, you are my healer, my breakthrough, my way through, because you are with me, my portion, my treasure, my measure, you are with me. And that just encouraged me so much. And it brings us back to what I had talked about way back at the beginning of this podcast, I think like episode two <laughs> about the nearness of God and how that can be so comforting to us. And once again, we're back right, right there. Um, I love to sing and worship. I spend hours listening to worship music around my house and in my van and my daughters um, sometimes complain a little bit that you know mommy's just got her worship music on again but um, I just say sing along <laughs> join in praising God with me um, but I feel like it helps to you know keep my heart in the right place and my attitude right um, with the Lord. So I feel like it's only fitting that God brings songs and music um, to me. I just feel like it's such a, a way of him loving on me and um, knowing that that's kind of a love language, you know, for me is music and um my heart really can connect with the message of it. So it shouldn't have been surprising to me that um, we were going to sing a new song at church and um, our worship pastor had written a new song and was wanting to introduce the church to it. And um, it's called This Love and I'm just going to read the words to this song because um, 
it's another song about God's presence and about his love. And I was just like, God is really trying to get a message through to, to my heart. Um, the words to the chorus for this song say, if you're moving, I'll lean in. If you're waiting, I'll be still. Whatever it means to know you more, I just want to know what this love really is. And then the bridge says, it's never ending, it's never failing, you're never changing, you are what love really is. And so it just came all the way back to the fact that his presence is what love is, his presence is what the answer is. Um, and so our pastor's wife was uh, challenging us this morning after we sang this song, um, talking about if you're in the moving, I'll lean in. If you're in the waiting, I'll be still. And um, moving, when God's on the move, um, we don't want anything to come in between us. And um, I don't know, something hit me this morning to realize that our life isn't really um, in complete waiting mode right now. We're actually moving. It's just the fact that we're moving in a different direction than what I had pictured or wanted. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. Everything is blooming right now here in South Carolina. And my throat has been crazy. And my eyes itchy today. Um... But anyway, realizing that we are moving and I just want to lean in closer to the Lord and not let anything get in between. Like when you're in a crowd of people and you don't want to lose your person, um, that's the feeling that we ought to have with the Lord. And then she made this really cute um, just visual picture. Um, when children are waiting, they don't just sit around bored waiting most of the time, especially if they're waiting for something exciting, um, or, you know, dad to show up with a present or, um, mommy to give them a kiss. Good night. Like they wait with anticipation and excitement and um, just like, oh, when's it going to happen? What's going to happen? Are they here yet? Are they here yet? And um, I just want the position of my heart with my father to be one of excited expectancy and um, eagerness, eagerly waiting for the next step um, and the stillness is really a stillness of the mind and um, a peace of heart because it's in a place of trust of our Heavenly Father and just knowing that He is all we need and His presence is the answer that we've been looking for. So I just pray that that is an encouragement to you for whatever you are going through right now that um, you would just lean in to your Heavenly Father, that nothing would get in between you and Him, um, even our own agenda or our own um, ideas of what, what our life should look like. Um, but... I'm just here to tell you that surrender and faith, that it's a hard walk. This is a hard walk, but the rewards are just so amazing 
the more that I press into him, the more beautiful his presence becomes, the more precious his promises become to me. And the more um, I sense a deep inner peace and, um, and feel him changing a heart that was way more stubborn and, um, yeah, I guess that's the right word, stubborn, um, than I thought, but, um, he's changing me and I hope it's changing me into more of him. So I hope that that was a blessing to you and I hope that you can also lean in and find him to be everything that you need. Okay. I'm sorry for that scratchy recording. Um, I'm not exactly sure what's going on with my microphone. Maybe it's going out or something. So I'm going to have to get a better one. Um, but I hope that you can still catch what I was trying to say, um, in that recording and, um, yeah, that it doesn't distract from the message of what I was trying to say. Be sure to join us for next week's episode as I interview my friend, Connie Jarrett. She has some things that God has laid on her heart to share from her life story, and I know you'll be super encouraged. But I would love to connect with you, so hop on over if you're new to the podcast to um, the Facebook group, Sisters in the Spirit. I would love to meet you over there. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at raising underscore rubies times six. All right, that's it for now. So remember, you are dearly loved. You are not alone. And the Heavenly Father delights in you. Bye for now. Thank you.